I, I maybe I did play at least a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! You won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! Welcome back to 88.3 WXUT's. After further review, David, we just got done doing the NFC East. So now what we're going to do is we're going to do the AFC East preview for you. And uh, once again, we get back into the music here. Go ahead, David. There's the last division, the AFC East, looking a little... Closer to home after where I am here in central upstate New York. And we'll have the Empire State of Mind as we bring up the rear with the New York football Jets. Um, don't have a quarterback. You have young running backs. You kind of have a receiver, receiving core, but not really. Kind of have an offensive line. Kind of have a defensive line. Kind of have some linebackers. Have, you know, obviously Sauce Gardner. In the secondary, they I think they were one of the surprising teams in terms of my winners for their NFL draft. But everyone's just so young, and teams have growing pains. Rookies have growing pains. The Jets are just an okay trash kind of team. I mean, you know, waste management personified. You can just, boom, New York, New Jersey, metro area. Like, it's not going to be good if you're a Jets fan. Um. I have them going 2-15, and 15, and to be honest, I struggled trying to find them two wins. Really? I see, once again, it seems like this is going to be one of those lopsided uh, divisions. Yeah, and I mean, it sucks because obviously the media wants the, um, the New York teams to do well because, you know, when New York does well, you have those ratings, you have the market, you can have that hype. But, like, if you look at the schedule between now and November 27th, where do you see them? Like, where do you see a win? Mm -hmm. Because you start off with Browns, Jets, Steelers, and then Dolphins. That's 0-4 right there. Packers, Week 5, like, in Green Bay, that's a loss. Mm -hmm. I mean... Broncos, now that Russell Wilson got paid, that's probably going to be a loss because you're, you know, going into the mountain time and you have to deal with Mile High, the, the stadium formerly known as Mile High. Like, do they, they don't beat the Patriots or the, or the Bills or the Patriots again. Like, I, I could see them not winning a game before they play the Bears. And, you know, Bears, Jets, that's basically a, you know, who wants to watch that game? Like, that might be blackout, blacked out so no one could see that game. And we can pretend like it never happened. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I give the Bears credit. At least they went undefeated in the, the preseason, and they picked up Leatherwood from the Raiders 
um, on offensive linemen. So I'll give them that little bit of credit, but you're right. I, I, that's going to be some bad football. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, like, it's unfortunate just because there's so many people that, you know, want to root for the ultimate underdog. But there's a difference between being an underdog and just being bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're just bad. But there's always next year. Right. Keep going. Speaking of there's always next year, a team I alluded to in the last segment, the Miami Dolphins, they are the most talked about team in the offseason, probably that we can remember since Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Like, since Tyreek Hill made that move to Kansas City, and that's going to be that's going to be fun next time Chiefs and uh, Dolphins play. Cause that, yeah. Um, they have the fastest wide receiving core. Defensively, they're younger. They're trying to do some things with the secondary, kind of just strengthen that, and that'd be their, I guess, bread and butter, having a strong secondary in the line in the front seven, kind of just give them enough time and put some pressure. But again, this is all about Tua's development. Tua, we've seen in the preseason and the and all the training camp stuff, closed practice, open practices, where he has the arm. He has the ability to get the ball to his receivers. Can he do it when the bullets are flying and games matter? Because, again, if Tua plays well and this offense plays well, there's no – like, I'm not going to be crazy and say like some that the Dolphins are going to win the division and – make a deep run in the playoffs. That's just asinine. Mm -hmm. But do I think that Miami can challenge Buffalo for the top spot? Absolutely. Because all their main weapons are young, and you can't teach speed. But, again, the million-dollar question is, what is Tua Tungabailoa's development? And can he take that leap to being in that top half of quarterbacks, top 10 quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. If they can, they'll have double-digit wins. I think it's going to take this year of adjusting and kind of meshing well with everyone. So I have them finishing at 6-11, and 11, but I think that they'll be competitive and close in a lot of those games that they eventually lose. Mm -hmm. So what's the record? They're 6-11. and 11. Mm -hmm. Okay, who's next? Bill Belichick, we love you, but I think that the torch has been passed. I, I'm not not I'm not saying and breaking that Bill Belichick's going to retire anytime soon. He could. I I truly think this is going to be his last year. Like it, it's going to be growing pains. Like like you have a young quarterback in Mac Jones, but he's nothing to write home about. You still don't have any like star wide receivers that you can kind of bank on. You're doing the, you know, find the running back, diamond in the rough kind of thing. But you can only find so many diamonds and dig in the rough so long before you're just like, how much longer can I deal with this? I'm not, yeah, I don't think he'll retire this year. I think he'll try to want to go out knowing that there's a successor in place, whether that's 
Detroit's favorite Matt Patricia or another one of the 10 billion other assistants that he's had mm-hmm. while coaching that are now head coaches. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be – I think for the first time in a while we're seeing New England in that hamster wheel where they're just going to be chugging along, not like making some noise here, surprising kind of shades of the old New England that was formidable and you didn't want to play them. But, yeah, I think, think we're seeing the end very quickly of the Patriots' dynasty, and I think – that the Patriots finished this year with a record of eight to nine. And so last season they were ten and seven, second in the NFC or the AFC East. You getting them at eight and ninth? Eight uh, and nine. What do you think, Frank? I like. I agree that they finished second, but I think they finished more like ten and seven. What they did last year? Yeah. Because again, Bill Belichick is still Bill Belichick. Yeah. Uh, their first four games is at Miami, at yeah. Pittsburgh, at home versus Baltimore, and at Green Bay. Then they play Oof. the Kittens, and then the Browns, then the Bears, then the Jets. Then that's it for October. Well, David, let me ask you this: Is it possible that the Patriots are could be zero and four by the time they face the Lions? I have the being going forward by the time they face the Lions. Ooh. Do you really think Miami can beat uh, New England? It's it's in Miami yeah, where they traditionally Mi- yeah. struggle. Yeah, first game of the season, kind of the Tua, the excitement of South Beach. And, yeah, the Tua to Tyreek to Cedric Wilson, like having that speed. And, again, like Frank said, Patriots always struggle, even when they were great. You know, Tom Brady, Dynasty, everyone, you know, everyone's a Hall of Famer. They still struggled and Miami played them tough at home and I think I think Miami gives them a good early punch early on and then you know obviously I'm going to pick my Steelers over the Patriots because the Patriots are rebuilding and the Steelers are young although we may not have Najee Najee or TJ or that's a whole other thing but yeah yeah I can see them being owned for and then Matt Patricia basically just says, hey, I know about this Detroit Lions team. Let me let me tell you about Matt Stafford. That That's going to be... Except Matt Stafford's not even there anymore. Or not Matt Stafford, um, Jared Goff. Oh, I don't think Goff like, was... Goff wasn't even there when Patricia was there. Eh, he, he no, he wasn't. He was there last year. Not He wasn't there with Patricia. Yeah. Or you like to call him Patricia. He was trash. Is that coach. But you wanted him over Jim Caldwell. Yeah, I'll, I'll never let that go. All right, keep going, David. I don't blame you. And then at the, at the top of the East, again, it's Josh Allen's world and everyone's living in it. Buffalo just gets better and better. They reload weapons offensively. Defensively, they've gotten better. They've improved. The front seven and the secondary is better. It's just. There are very little holes in the Buffalo team that raises huge red flags. Mm-hmm. Like, even when people are saying, oh, they don't really have, like, a solid receiving core that you would expect from one of the elite, quote-unquote, teams, but they still have a top-ten receiving core in the league. Like, oh, oh we don't have a, that star, recognizable name running back. Well, both 
both running backs that they use and kind of for a committee could easily be a running back two or running back one in a lot of teams. I, I just think Buffalo, I have them actually finishing atop of the AFC as because I think head-to-head they will beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think the Buffalo Bills finish 16-1. and one. Well, who's that loss going to come to? As I pull up Wait a the minute. schedule. You mean to tell me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He says that the Bills, Bills are going 16-1. and one. They open the season at the defending champs. At the Rams. So that's their first loss. Football. Unless Aaron Donald hits somebody with a helmet. Wait, look, 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 David, sixteen and one. Um, I. It's, it's the same. It's the same record that I gave Kansas City. Who? That's they're going to be their one loss. Or no, excuse, that's not going to be the one loss. It's going to be the head-to-head that they win. I think that they don't beat the Rams because you know you have the the allure of you know Super Bowl high. Everyone's excited. Everyone gets their rings. Marquee matchup. But if you look at their schedule, they have they have some competitive games, yes, but I still think that they have the talent to be able to match. Even seeing that they have Green Bay Sunday night, Halloween weekend, I still think if I were to take Aaron Rodgers on the road with the weapons that they have or don't have in Green Bay versus Bill's Mafia and the way that that defense plays, especially under the lights, with Halloween, I have the Bills beating them. And like after that, you could say that, you know, yes, they play the Vikings, but that's at home. They have an easy run-in at the end of the schedule. Their hardest game after playing the Vikings in mid-November, you could say, are the Bengals. And that's, you know, turn of the year. But who, who knows where the Bengals are going to be? Like at that point, and that's going to be another game where the Bills, yes, they could rest some of their main starters as they're thinking about playoffs and far ahead, but even with resting starters. I don't know. David, I'm sorry. I don't know. 16 and 1. That's a little far fetched. I mean, you you got the Rams, your first game, you got Tennessee, you're at Miami. And you're saying that, you know, Miami was going to beat New England. And at Miami, they're pretty tough at home. You got at Baltimore, Pittsburgh, you're at Kansas City. Is that their only loss? That's the one on Sunday, October 16th before the bye week. You're going against Green Bay. You got Minnesota. You got Cleveland at home. You're at New England late on in, in the season, Thursday, December 1st, against the guy you praised. I don't know if they're going sixteen and one. Yeah, that that's a stretch. As you mentioned, those games, I think, like even what we saw last year with Bills and Chiefs, that's going to be a shootout. Yes, but I still think that the Bills, like I trust the Bills' defense against Patrick Mahomes more than I trust the Chiefs' defense against Josh Allen. So I think in a shootout, as we saw last year where it's going back and forth, back and forth. Even in the final two minutes, they you know, score 25,000 times. I think the Bills can edge them out. Not, am I guaranteeing like, that they'll 
go to the Super Bowl? No. But I think regular season, because they have some tough games, but tough but winnable games, like starting with the Rams, which, again, I think is their only loss this season, that's going to be tough defensively. I don't. No one trusts Tennessee because no one in Tennessee trusts Tennessee. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins are good at home against New England, but Buffalo the last couple of seasons have gotten in there and punched them square in the face. Right. I mean, Ravens is always tough. Steelers, I think, are going to be good, but they have like we go up here to Buffalo to play them, and I don't trust. Mr. Trubisky or Kenny Pickett in that hostile environment, I think Bill's Mafia kind of gets gets to them aggressively. So, I mean, the schedule is favorite. Like, they have a tough schedule, like, on paper. But I just think kind of – I don't know. I think it's a medium. Think- it's a medium schedule because you got Detroit and Chicago on there. Obviously, you, you're, you're going against the North. It looks like the NFC North and the AFC North. But to say yeah, they're 16-1 – and obviously your own conference. With your own conference, I can see them getting the wins against. But Green Bay, tough, even though that's that's in Buffalo. But that's Sunday, October 30th, so that's before the, the blizzards come. Pittsburgh is always going to be tough. Tomlin's always going to bring it. But you're at Baltimore. That's going to be a tough one. Miami, we all know Miami's tough there. Um, you, you're playing the Rams first, the defending Super Bowl champions. And then you're at New England in December. So I'm I'm just looking at some of that stuff right now. And you're at Cincinnati Monday, January 2nd. And then you got New England at home. I don't know. I, I, I always know. I always think that Belichick pulls something out of his hat. You're going to probably split with New England. And then you could possibly lose to the Rams and Baltimore. So I think they'll, they'll probably at max have four or five losses. I don't think they're going to have only one loss. That's just my thoughts. No, and again, you know, you know, anything can happen. True. Flip of the coin, drop pass. True. Or field goal injury. Injuries. Towards the end of the se- yeah, towards the end of the season, once they clinch it, you know, rest the starters. Like I could easily see them, you know, losing to Patriots that last week just because. There's nothing to play for other than just kind of like maybe battling to make sure that you have the number one overall seed against over Kansas City. Yeah, but we know you know the Buffalo Bills can travel. They can beat anyone, and they play in bleeping Buffalo. So them playing in hot or cold weather is not going to really affect them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, even if it's not sixteen and one, fifteen and two, like fourteen and three at best. I will say this: if the Bills lose to either the Lions or the Bill or the Bears, I will wear the horse's head. Because I can't those are locks of the week for those weeks. So uh, am I gonna have to ship mine to you, David, or are you gonna find your own? I I will drive and pick it up. Like I would drive well, to Toledo. I won't lay, I'm and not, get the horse's head and be in studio with Oh, it okay, okay. Okay. Happen. There like, we go. Like I'm I'm that confident <laughs> And granted, this is obviously a requiem on the NFC North, but like I, I think Matt Barkley could beat the Lions and the Bears. Okay, that's pushing it. I don't even know if Matt Barkley's still in the league. No, he's not. 
that's 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 a little that's a little too far, David. But you know, if you pro- if you promise to be in studio live, I will make sure to have the horse's head prepared, cleaned up for you. Sorry, not not Matt Barkley, Case Keenum, which is even more hilarious. Is he even still in the league? Yeah, yeah, he's still. He's, uh, he's either the backup to Josh, uh, or uh, is he the yeah, yeah, Josh Allen? Josh oh, Allen. he's the backup in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, I. I, fi- I figured Dave would know since he's a savant. Right. I, heck, I knew that. Oh, good. <laughs> you, you're more yeah. in the Michigan and uh, in uh, yeah. I mean, a lot, lot, a lot. Of, my plate is pretty much occupied with the high school football right. fellas, so, Mister so. Mister Referee over there. Well, David, once again, let's go do the recap here. So you got in last place. Obviously, you're going to have the Jets, who you believe is not going to win a lot of games, right? Nope, two and fifteen. Two and fifteen. Then the Dolphins are right behind them at what? At six and eleven. New England's at ten and seven. You believe? Or eight and nine. Eight and nine. Okay, and the Buffalo Bills are sixteen and one. Hmm. And also, for correction, Mac Barkley is on the practice squad for the Bills, and I remember that because when they played the um, Carolina Panthers, he was the quarterback. Oh, that's right. He was playing. So Keenum and Barkley are still. In the league. Yep. All right. Well, take a quick commercial break. We got that in. Uh, Frank, now back down to your segment. What you got for us? Uh, recap some uh, high school football in my home state. Hey, what's happened there? In and the mitten. Yep. Talk a little bit of Misha. Yep. Uh, two weeks in the season. Some teams are trending up. Other teams have not gotten off to a great start. Then we'll have the college football a little bit of potpourri as you like to call it we'll call it potpourri and then we'll end the show with the donovan mitchell trade and in utah they have a new duo and it's an interesting name for it have you seen this uh, yeah i have but let's we're gonna have to do our best to keep it uh family appropriate <laughs> I, hey. saw, I saw it was both there was a some of my one of my friends texted to me i'm like Okay, that might be stepping over the line a little bit. We might have to play some Marvin Gaye. What's going on? <laughs> okay, we'll see what that. Happens. Right. But thanks, David, once again for your your preview. Now we get into Frank Vashner's Michigan recap of Week One and Two, or Week Two, basically, and then after that, the potpourri of college football of Week Zero and One. Yeah, and also got to throw in the the winds of change are blowing too in terms of the postseason. Oh, okay. For college. Oh, that's right. That is true. That's in the potpourri, right? Yes, yeah, so that's why I kind of figured we'd mix mix it all together. Right. You, you like a potpourri of college football, don't you? That can be good. Right. All right. We'll take a quick commercial break. Listen to eighty-eight point three WCS after further review, and we'll be back after this. <laughs> 